The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by AmomentWithMorris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprintsWithAZ.com. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Blessed and highly favored. Bringing you the Say Something Podcast. Say some, say some, say something. The podcast where we get together and talk about everything happening out here in this life and the traffic out here in these streets. These cold, cold streets. <laughs> Well, we talk about things that not only we, as in me and Barry, but we, as in everybody, should be saying something about. Most definitely. Bring the episode 28 to your dome piece. 28. Uh, man, we finna come for that 40 shots. <laughs> right around the corner. Get together every week, talk about what's going on. The show drops every Wednesday, always to be found uh, through our social media platforms, but you can always find it on SoundCloud.com. That's SoundCloud.com. Listen, share, tell a friend, comment. Tell a friend and tell a friend, comment, get down with us, or get drowned by us. Like that, <laughs> get down with us and get drowned by us. Hey, we got to put that on a t-shirt. We got to put that on a t-shirt. Sell that out. Something special on this 28th episode. We actually have an in-studio guest with us. It ain't really a guest, dog. Eh. It's, it's this, this is a family member. He's bro. like that cousin that comes into town and don't have a place to stay, so you know he's going to be on your couch. Yeah, man. We got our brother AP in the building yeah, with let's us. Give a shout out to AP. Hey. You already know what time it is. I'm out here, you know, a little, little bit of, a little bit of stuff, and I'm gonna just kind of sit back in the back. That'd be a good idea. So, <laughs> yeah, AP, like, what kind of fucking <laughs> intro to who you were was that, man? I don't listen to what Barry or what this manager man says. Okay, I am going to sit back in the back. Oh wow, we'll, we we'll keep him in the back. Well, that's why I said he is not a guest. Nah. You understand what I said? I, I, I said, I said, he that cousin that show up empty pockets. You want to say special guest like we got someone big? He's just a dude that's sitting here. Hey, there's a lot of different meanings when you say somebody's special. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, damn. A lot of things going on out here in the life, out here in the traffic. If you caught you uh, since we're coming off of a uh, BET weekend. Wow. <laughs> if you didn't know, BET War Weekend held Los Angeles, California A this past week. Star-studded event all throughout the city of Angels. Wow. Shouts out to my daughter, Adesia Axia. She was out there holding it down, doing a BET thing. Uh, she had her internship. She was out there working with the models. Okay. Yeah, she was doing her thing. You know, she's, uh, she is invested in her being a part of the industry, as I like to call it. So this is her second year in a row going out there. She um, flied in, flied out, and she had a, she had a good time. And she sent me some pictures. I'm like, oh, you you clothe these guys, right? Guys with mm-hmm. shirts and <laughs> muscles, and you know, yeah. you know what I mean. This is father's issues, but hey, it is what it is. She was good. She uh, didn't get to see some of the commotion though. Yeah, there was some problems. I've done a couple of BT weekends in my day, in my day, in my time. You got uh, a little bit more hair on your head? Not the far distance. I got full hair. I still grow full uh-huh. head up there. Well, we know you're not LeBron, but I'm just no, saying. No, 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 no. This hairline been the same place forever. I just say yeah. it's a Jermaine curse. Okay. Everybody with Jermaine got a bad hairline. Wow. Look at Jermaine Jackson, J. Cole. We all got we just we got a bad hairline. Jermaine Jackson. Bad hairline. That bro, bad haircut. I'm just saying, this is just a Jermaine thing. All right. uh, but there's always stuff that was going on at BET Weekend, but this one in particular was on some next level BS. You know, I think there was a theme that was going on over the weekend. It was a fuckboy theme, sucker shit for real. Uh, really, um, I'm going to fight you over a woman that don't want me. Yeah. It was a strong theme. Definitely was. Uh, held up by one Mr. Chris Brown. Mm. You know, the issue he got into it with. Chris uh, Breezy! Got into it with the boy from the Migos because. He now tagging his ex piece yeah. that he done put on the on on the block so many well, times. I mean, he said these hoes ain't loyal, so hey, yeah. you gotta expect it, right? But apparently, he you know he still love him though. Yeah. And then uh, the Meek Mill Safari. <laughs> that was funny. Broad daylight, try to jump him. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Cause, yeah. <laughs> Before you like get in. To it, because I know you all. I'm gonna keep it brief with I, this. I, I, well, yeah, this is. <laughs> and, and, and you know, we don't want to cover the fuck boy shit and the fuck girl shit and the fuckery and the coonism of some of our folks. But in particular, I think the reason why we are saying something about this is because the irrationale of some of these negroes. Yeah. And the unfortunate 
current events of what's happening to the black community based on all the police brutality, the community violence, and just Negroes ain't getting a shit together. To have these rich Negroes arguing, beefing, and fighting over nothing. When you looked at what happened with Safari and Meek Mills, yeah. one, Meek gets out the car, Safari gets jumped for maybe about three, four, maybe. It's not. But then, as he runs, his homeboy is catching the L, right? Yeah. And then he's screaming at Meek, talking about he's a B. And then immediately, he gets on social media, and he talks about how Meek Mill tried to jump on with 20 people. And it's like, dude, stop being inaccurate, all right? You almost got jumped by maybe four, and you ran while you had your homeboy. And instead of just backing up, seeing who was gunning for you, you ran and didn't fight. Like, these guys put up this persona like they bout that action, but when the action happens, they're not really about that. That's what yeah, I was more kind of frustrated on some of these scenes. Yeah, man. that whole setup, and, and like I said, I ain't going to... The stuff that rubbed me the wrong way about that situation, A, what you said, that uh, dude ran, he ran his, left his homie behind. The first thing he did is run to social media and start, start spouting off, you know, calling Meek, all this stuff. But the root of their issue is over a woman that don't want either one of them. Man. So, I mean, to me, this is just high levels of bitch assness. And, and it's... It's cooling, man. Yeah, I just leave just... It left... It's just off to me. And I just leave them people over there type thing. Because what, what upsets me about that is that these guys for what... Safari, maybe not so much. Because yeah. he's, he's not the he's not the household name. Uh, yeah. But what a lot of the young men coming up will look to is the behavior of a Chris Brown. Yeah. And the behavior of a Meek Mill. Yeah. And they will mimic that behavior or think that this is actual manhood behavior. Yeah. This is actually how men operate and men move. Yeah. And for that is a problem with me because these... Chris Brown is in all these kids' ears. Oh, you can't turn on the radio without getting through three songs that yeah. Chris ain't on. You know, and if this is what he's putting out there and this is what these kids are going to start mimicking, that's the issue that I have because this is the representation they have of if, what men are, are these days. If you put out the energy that you're ready, and that's why I can respect certain old school artists and just in a day and time where I was coming up and moments like that were chaotic, um... You were going to handle your business. It wasn't going to be where I saw scenes of, you know, Chris Brown kind of, you know, sitting back on his car and, you know, the situation where Meek Mill just kind of comes out gingerly and then his boys, instead of the confrontation to ensue, his boys or whoever just yeah. jump Safari or try to jump him and then Safari goes on social media. And then my thing is like, well, Y'all are still all in L.A., right? right? For, like, like, for days later. So days later, yeah. I'm thinking in my head, like, well, handle your business. This is going to be on the news where somebody got slipping at the swap so, meet. So all of this <laughs> verbaling about this and that, the only people, and I'm not advocating it, the only people I can walk and say I have an utmost uh, level of respect, perspective-wise, is Migos. I have to say, <laughs> from their low zero tolerance, and I am about that for real, for real. Yeah. I'm not going to fake play cool or fake play nice. The things that they did throughout that BT experience. Yeah, they had a busy weekend. Oh, yeah, with, with, with Joe Buttons. I'm sure you're going to go jump into that just for a second. And then with Chris Brown, it was more or less like we can go there. We are yeah, not tripping. They... We can take it there. So on a level of, again, not advocating that violence because we feel it's cool and it's ignorance but I can respect the levels of yo we're not faking the funk with this shit we're not gonna play I see you you don't see me it could get active and we don't care how y'all think we dress even though they were dressed like Prince yeah they, and, they um, game blouses yeah the whole bit but at the <laughs> yeah. end of the day don't yeah. let this sweet shit fool you and I, and I know you're gonna probably Stab into that. Yeah, just thing a I mean, because really with them and and like I said, not too deep on them for what the weekend was. Uh, definitely took away from what it was supposed to be, putting our best and brightest on display and giving them the awards that we give them, yeah. as opposed to going to other groups asking them to recognize our our feats and our talents. So 
you know, it, it takes away from that. That's upsetting. But, you know, Migos is, for all intents and purposes that I've seen them, stand-up dudes. So I don't listen to all their music. I'm not going to act like I do. Yeah. But for what how I saw them move over the weekend, they didn't shy, <laughs> wouldn't be disrespected by Joe Budden. Not at all. And they weren't afraid of the name of Chris Brown. Not at all. You know, Chris wanted to stand up, you know, like he got money. They was right there like, I don't care who you are. In your city. Yeah. Joe, Joe wanted to stand up like, you know, he wanted to disrespect them during their interview. They had zero tolerance for that either. We're going to stand up to and ask you, what do you want to do? Yeah. So, and if you've ever seen them, these are not very big men. No. Like, Migos is, 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 is Average. not hub not like that. But I respect them. They work as a unit, as a group, and, and I got no problem with them. I, like I said, they um, they didn't like the things that Joe Budden has been saying about their label mate, you know, uh, Little Yachty, right? right? Yeah. Okay. okay. And... Um, they never do great interviews, so I understand what Joe Button's um, whole um, idea and frustration of that was. But at the same time, when you start folding into a position of media and press, you got to get out of that um, bravado that I'm still one of those guys. And I understand the disconnect because he's a rails, he's a rapper for real. Like I'm, I'm a Joe Button's fan for real, okay. as far as a rap piece, right? And here are these other artists that have created a whole new culture of what hip hop is. Yeah. And you have to respect that lane of what they're in. When you go trying to make sure, yo, everyone's going to see me disrespect, you had the amigos have no choice but to stand up because they knew what it was. And the reason why I say I respect their level, because they could have easily just brushed it off like whatever. Yeah. And just left it be. But at the same time, they was like, yo, like, we ain't those people to be playing. We're with like not that. because we, first of all, don't even like you. Right. Yeah. And secondly, we not about that biz. So I give that kind of credit because my thing is being authentic about every situation, being transparent. And I think sometimes with you know, guys like Joe Buttons, you know, they come off like they ready and they have a certain energy with certain individuals, but you see them kind of change up the energy when certain individuals approach. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, all those different little incidences, and there was a couple little not really news and noteworthy things that happened over the weekend. The issue, like I said, that, that sits with me is that this was an opportunity for us to put forth because it wasn't just entertainers that were there for the BET Awards. So you had, I mean, actors, athletes, you had a lot of people prominent in business. They had a, a lot of really good things going on over the week. Business conferences. Um, yeah, Russell Simmons out there teaching, you know, holistic health and through yoga and, and different they were entrepreneur um, seminars and stuff all throughout there. The stuff Karen Civil was doing, Nip Nipsey Hustle on business building. Like there was a lot of really positive things going on out there. And uh, something that we talk about all the time and say something about is our getting, you know, quote unquote, off the plantation about our own entrepreneurship, about setting our own destiny and getting our own our you know, being independent, you know, because, you know, we going into something next week. We're going into this nation's Independence Day. What do you mean? We ain't independent. No, I'm saying we have we had a week that was high that was showcasing and highlighting an opportunity for us to show our best and brightest and show us independent of other groups. And this is kind of how we act in that opportunity. You guys like say something, AP? I would. And, and to <laughs> that point, in that veil. So we ought to also remember and understand when the images that we're showing in this mass media consumption, people aren't going to see what we want them to see. They're going to see what they believe. So if they think that we get all this money and we can't act a certain way, like Brother Barry said, it's not going to sit up here and look well that, oh, well, you want to sit up here and act crazy now. You want to fight. You want to do all these things. Whereas, like you said, we're supposed to be highlighting and exemplifying black excellence in a, in a weekend uh, atmosphere and format. And we can't do that when it's this is supposed to be our thing. Like you said, like BET is supposed to be for us and we can't even do that. Right. The thing about it is what it shows a defined clear idea that so many so many of us feel like if we had it money does not change ignorance right yeah so if we got reparations most niggas would be probably broke 
on day one. Look like that Dave Chappelle uh, skit. You know what I'm saying? So in the sense of excellence and even in the movement of now what the 4th of July and people want to pretend the Negro is independent when that Independence Day was for those and for us we were still slaves and clearly understanding the channels of having like a movement and a movie kind of atmosphere, a a star gazing day like uh, BET and most of what you hear and that is highlighted is is chaos, ignorance, mm-hmm. violence. It's the same kind of stereotype that white people and others look and hold and say why Negroes need to be chained, why Negroes cannot be independent, why we have to have award shows like the Grammys because you guys have your award show and you guys can't even handle Y'all yourself. Know how to act. There you go. Two parts to that is that A, we have our own award shows and our biggest and brightest stars typically don't show up. Nope. And then for everything that happened during the, the BET experience, what they call it, uh, the stuff that people heard about was the Safari, Meek Mill, That's Chris it. Brown. That, like I said, the Karen Civil, uh, Nipsey Hussle stuff, where they're talking about entrepreneurship and they've got a, a, their uh, head starting a new program, being a, a business building in the Crenshaw area in L.A. Nobody heard about that. You Nobody's know, talking about that. The holistic businesses and all said about uh, Juice for Life. Uh, where And then the, the yoga and, and all the, the living healthy, eating well and exercising. Nobody heard about that. The thing about it, Again, the Negro has focused on entertainment, ignorance, and sports. These are the things when you go on your social media, clearly a majority of your friends who are black, they talk about those three things. Something ignorant, something that's pertaining to entertainment, and something that has to deal with sports. Most of the time, you go down the timeline, that's it. You'll find every once in a while, some tragedy happens, boom. But we just got done having two events. We had our new group event with the young women about Love Thyself. The and Nubian we just Empowered said, Women. Thank you. And then we had our MOB, Motivating Other Brothers, talking about financial empowerment. Now, how many shares do you think we got for the videos that we posted and showing and demonstrating to our young men, 20 young men in our barbershop, as we do every summer, yeah. about financial literacy, about basic balancing and budgeting money? You know, how many people looked and saw that and represented that compared to when the Migos and Joe Buttons or Meek Mill or Chris Brown or whoever else was being coons, they kind of posted on that. They talked about that. They talked about this and they don't highlight real strong things going on in the community by common folk. And that's the trend that goes that narrative that we do it on the local scale as well as our biggest stages. And the idea of why I I preface it to the Independence Day that's celebrated by this nation next week. We speak all the time that that's what we want, that that's what we need, that that can't we just be left alone? Can't, you know, law enforcement quit pulling us over, harassing us, can't government get out of our decision making? Can't everybody quit having a hand in how we move and operate? Can we be free? Can we be by ourselves? Can we figure it out amongst ourselves? And if that's what we say we want. We're not exhibiting the type of behavior that's going to get there. You know, when we get an opportunity to to shine. And this was an, an event that was supposed to hoist up and, and show our accomplishments. Like th- this wasn't beef weekend. Like this is what we were doing. You know, the 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 music awards was the the basis. But like I said, there was all other businesses, education and all these other things that were going on along the week. And it seems like we just don't even seem to care enough about our own culture, what our own people are doing to to get out of that narrative that's said about us and to get ourselves in a better position. When we talk about trying to be independent, though, independence means that we have to be self-sufficient. Correct. We can't be independent without being self-sufficient because we can't do things on our own without someone else being there for us, regardless if it's another group. But we don't know how to work together also. So I can't be self-sufficient if I can't depend on someone who looks like me to help me out to further our whatever the agenda is. Okay, that's a factor. But so if you take what we're talking about right now, just Mm -hmm. off of the BET weekend, we had stuff in place all we had to do is not have the dumb shit Indeed. and we were fine 
Like it wasn't that we couldn't get a weekend set up to to hoist up our stars, that we couldn't have these different events to educate, inspire and enlighten us. It didn't that we didn't have people who were putting forth their time and resources to help the community out in some impoverished areas that were surrounding where that experience is. We had all that in place. We just brought the dumb shit to the table. And then that took away from all the positive stuff we were doing. But because of the dumb shit, it only furthered. To your point that we couldn't get anything accomplished, like we couldn't further the agenda because we didn't know or have the wherewithal to not bring something that didn't need to be brought into what we were trying to get accomplished to help us get to where we needed to get to. We had the need or I won't even say the need, but we felt that uh, I got this good thing going on right here, but I still got to find a way to mess it up. Yeah, because all those things that were going on happened. Yeah. So they had all the different events. They had their full turnout. It's just the fact that when it comes to, like Barry was saying, how much of that stuff gets shared or how much of that stuff gets passed around, it didn't right. because all the dumb stuff got passed around. The dumb stuff got shared. Like I said, there's a lot of people who don't know any of those positive things happened. And so if we're talking about being independent and we're talking about moving forward and building our own and creating our own, what is it going to take for us to start either stop doing the dumb stuff or uh, get rid of the people who are doing dumb stuff? Well, I don't know if we can get rid of the people, but I think it's going to have to definitely be a mind shift. And I think one, it has to. We have to stop sharing ignorance and and allowing that to be just something that we can just pass off and say, oh well. That's okay. Well, you know, this this group of people knows, but everybody else wants to continue to share what's not being helpful. We just want to we going to continue to share, you know, like like Barry said, the the entertainment, the sports, you know, where where is knowing thyself? Where is information about Black Wall Street? Where is information about uh, learning how to farm? How to how to get your own clean water? We don't want to share these things. We want to share what is current. Or what's going to sell, or what's going to look good. But if it's something that's going to actually help us, we don't want to. We don't want to share that. Yeah, well, because you gotta say we we made moving fight videos so popular about <laughs> black men and women out there fighting that World Star just yelling the name World Star became an actual thing. Like it, it wasn't no longer the name of a of a website. It became an actual noun. As in you're referring to somebody getting sucker. Oh, you about to get world starred out here because we thought that was what we wanted to share. And that's how we wanted to be represented. But as long as we keep doing that and we keep making that what we put to the forefront, we're never going to get ourselves out of the problems that we're having. Well, if world star is where we're going to go, then let's make world star not a platform for us to share ignorance, but for us to share information. And information that's going to help us, again, further where we're trying to go. Because we have those types of websites where we can go to stuff and get information, where we can learn about about agriculture, where we can learn about science, where we can learn about positive things going on in the community. But we don't seem to be care involved enough about that sort of stuff to really go to them. Why would we care about those things when now it is being shown that ignorance is the way to go? Entertainment is the way to go. Sports is the way to go. Black people, here are your ways to get out of your neighborhood. Matter of fact, you can still be the same exact way you was in your neighborhood and make it good, right? Yeah. That's why I hate, I despise, I get frustrated with shows that have longevity like Love and Hip Hop. Okay. Those shows, literally, I can identify with those shows right there that has created a more aggressive nature of our black young girls. Yes. I see it on the streets every day. Yeah. When you all are over and over, day in, day out, from repeat to rewind to to uh, um, you know the current show to the wrap-up show. Now they're all in syndication. The, the syndication of it all now. The, the bust it on the YouTube or put it on the internet. And I can see this aggressive nature of young, beautiful black women. That's yeah. the one thing. It's not like some old rally uh, rags that was just coming down from Kmart, man. Yeah. This is some real authentic, like, yo, I would. These are polished. Yo, I want to marry that one, right? Yeah. But their ratchetness and the fact that this word ratchet has come from these shows. Yeah. It depicts 
black women in such a negative light that these young girls start seeing how they deal with conflict is exactly the way they deal with conflict and they start wanting to become them they start wanting to become ratchet hookers like a kim kardashian because they're like well damn all i gotta do is have a sex tape and i can make all this money yeah. because in reality yes we always say kim k we remember that tape but here is her reality you remember my tape but I'm getting millions. Yeah. So a young girl is seeing like, well, I can be a little uh, um, less classy than I would like to be and show a little bit of trash and I may get a volume of attention. Yeah. So this attention and this money seeking and when you see relative successes like Amber Rose, when you can go date a guy and then create this slut walk, well, excuse me, she didn't create it, but capitalize, it, yeah. promote this slut walk, and, and then you see a black China who can sit there and be a, a pole dancer one day and then all of a sudden have all these, these shows and this product. The ignorance and selling yourself short for entertainment value has become the norm. So yeah. what would our young people want to grow and aspire to be? If you and I are kicking knowledge, they're like, okay, well, how much knowledge is going to get me a paycheck? Exactly. And that's why when you look at the Joe Buttons and what he did, of course he's going to be disrespectful because he has created and understands the art of how to keep the attention on me. As long as the attention's on me, the paychecks, the notoriety keeps on coming in. That's, that's back to likes over everything and whatever you can do to stay relevant and to get information. I go, need my views up, dog. Exactly. And go with what you were saying, something that people don't may not be aware of what they get. The idea of the Real Housewives of Everywhere, the basketball, whatever, people who love Ray J, who did it for Flavor Flav, whatever the show is that they're doing. There's a reason why they went regionally. So that's why there's one in L.A., there's one in, in yeah. Atlanta, one in Orange County, all these different places, because they wanted to find representations of all these different regions <laughs> of the United States. So it would be once upon a time, you'd be like, if you were back east, you'd say, oh, that's just girls in California, yeah. or those are just girls in Atlanta. Nah. or that. No, we've now got nationwide Stretch. representation of all these different kinds of girls, no, so we can no. make this the norm. Mm -hmm. And a better, and you gave a great example, which I think is better the Amber Rose to the Kim Kardashian, because a lot of people forget Kim was rich to begin with. So Kim was a millionaire before anybody ever knew who she was. She became popular. Back when she was uh, get, holding Paris Hilton's purse, back before yeah. anybody knew yeah. who she was, when she was Paris Hilton's sidekick, she was going to be okay anyway. Her mama was married to Rob Kardashian, a profound and and very high priced attorney. Yeah, part of the OJ team. And then traded him in for an Olympic uh, gold medalist, you know, covered, covered a Wheaties box, whatever. But his paper was long. Yeah, so now a woman. Yeah. So Kim was going to be straight financially anyway. Uh, Amber Rose, her come up. Was oh, sure. was Kanye. just a come up. It's definitely come up. I mean, she her her come up is being linked to Kanye West and Wiz yeah. Khalifa. Yeah. She's somebody baby mama, and was, was sleeping with somebody else. Like that yeah. that that's her come up. And little girls now believe that, that that's what they can do. I can pole dance my way to the top. Yep. I can f the right person. Yep. I can f the right basketball player, the yep. right rapper. I can be linked to the right dude. Yes, sir. And I'm gonna get a black China come up. Yes, sir. And this is the stuff that's being promoted. And this is what's going not only to our kids, but the problem, and we address it all the time when we talk about where we are generationally, is this is the first time that two generations are so close. Yeah. It's not that it's just a 15, 16-year-old girl trying to say, this is, I want to grow up and be like Amber Rose. No, because her 37-year-old mama is acting like Amber yeah. Rose. You know, the 16-year-old the dude who wants to grow up and be a rapper and, and, and get his Migos on or get his... Because his 38-year-old daddy is still trying to be a rapper. Man, Peter Pan syndrome. Out there getting his Migos on. It, so what is it going to take behavior-wise? What's going to be the linchpin? What's going to be the, the jump off uh, of trying to get us in a better situation? Well, here's the thing. First of all, I never in my life thought I would ever see the day where side chicks become main chicks. That's one oh, thing. Oh, hoes is winning. Yeah, the hoes is definitely winning, right? And then in the same sense, I never thought that we would adopt to the ignorance of our ways and behavior because in some point we always felt that we had to be classy and and the fact that we had to be classy is because we were looked at 
as being stereotypical, like black people are this, black people are that. Yeah. They're not classy individuals. But because the wave of ignorance is now paying, as we've just discussed, yeah. niggas have forgotten about classy. They're just like, I'm going all throttle, but not understanding you are still a Negro. So when you say what and, and how is it going to change? The sad part is, is as much as we disconnect you and I, other people are connected. And until, sadly to say, white supremacy feels like they want to move the dial and they want to do something else, that's when the Negro is going to kind of switch up. Because as, cause as long as a check comes, yeah. right? As long as the check comes, as long as someone is tuning in, as long as I stay popular, as long as I get my Instagram up, once upon a time, Negroes would never ever even think or talk about drug dealing on social media outlets yeah. or even around so people can hear. Yeah, loose now, talk. You didn't even talk in, in, in mixed company. Bro, Negroes was barely trying to get on phones yeah. for, for deals. Now, a Negro will put the whole drug transaction on some social media board. Man, I was over here and I had this. Hey, I, I I moved this half bird over for such and such. I just posted. Meet me at the Walgreens on Fifth Avenue at 5 a.m. Johnny, make sure you don't bring Andrea Smith. Anybody trying to get this Molly? I'm over here behind the Walmart. And then say <laughs> Negroes is snitching. No, Negro, you snitching on yourself. So I feel that because we're in such this state of need and a state of I want acceptance so the way I get acceptance as being ignorant and having money and say hey hey look at me until daddy daycare takes away that light say you know what I don't want to play that game no more Negroes are going to continue to be in this downward spiral and will always be the last to know when the uh, movement moves because we have yet to create our independence because we're still celebrating things like the 4th of July. Yeah, because something that was I stood out when you're talking about class and about how the, how the side chick has is, is been moved to the main chick. And when you think about class, remember, back in our days, it was like Negroes was gangster, but they was gentlemen. They were fly. You know, the, the, our dress code. There was some type of code of ethics yeah. of having some, some savoir-faire to yourself. Now... Yeah, it, but and, and I was looking at what popped in my mind was to women. So one of the most prominent side chick songs that came out of the '80s was sung by Whitney Houston, and most people don't didn't even catch it when they heard it. But so think about this: uh, Whitney Houston's "Saving All My Love for You" is uh -huh. the side chick's anthem. Uh -huh. Yeah, a few tender moments is all that we share because yeah. you've got a family and they need you there. <laughs> I didn't even peep it out. When you listen to the whole lyrics, I'm just singing the hook, and I'm saving all yeah. my life. They tell me to get my own man and, and leave him alone. Uh, that was this. That was a side chick yeah, anthem. That was dope. That people were singing like it was the most beautiful chorus <laughs> in the world, but it was the classiest way to say I'm a side chick. Yes. So it's not like the behaviors. Now you're going to listen to that song. Yeah, now wherever you are, you're going to go over there put that song and you're going to go to the lyrics. And you'll be like, yeah, damn. damn. She yeah. should put it all on Front Street. Um, but that the idea of the behavior is the same. So it's not like these little girls are doing anything in 2017 that they weren't doing in 1987. Right. But it's now more open. But the fact is, is that Whitney was well-dressed and, and, and groomed and proper yeah. singing about how she is pining for another woman's husband. Mm -hmm. But... The, the idea and the image and how we present ourselves mattered. Yeah. Like being viewed a certain way mattered. I remember being a kid before we left the house, you had to be cleaned up. And we were like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't care if I got, you know, dirty jeans. And my parents were quick to say, it doesn't matter about you. Because yeah. when you go out in this world. You represent me. Yeah, you're not you. No one's going to say, look what Jermaine's wearing. They're going to say, yeah. no, that's what James, look at James Michelle's son. Yeah. You know, and there was a certain degree of respect that we had for our family and our lineage and our legacy and our household that you didn't just do stuff yeah. any old kind of way. So how far removed are we of being able to get back in a position to where we well, basically that we just care? Bro, when you have allegations of an old rapper like Little Kim and an allegation that she is in a robbery yeah. for twenty thousand dollars or whatever like that right there. Is saying what? What is going through the mind? Like just at, had a baby, little Kim. Listen, too. At, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, little Kim got a little girl. 
No. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm still trying to get over, like, why did she even mess with her face? But this, yeah. enough of that. We'll, I'll, let me yeah. save that for another show. But when you have that, you're thinking, like, damn. It will kill a person to finally give up that spotlight and say, yo, it's not my time. Because yeah. I hear the incident all occurred because of the fact that she didn't have the kind of um, room or whatever, the accommodations that she's okay. used to. But it's like, yo, you're not popping like that no more. Some of this time, I think that we deal with on an everyday basis is like I've said before, it's a Peter Pan syndrome. Individuals continue to create an ignorant or about them to stay relevant. Relevant is when we say world star. You can be famous from being knocked out. Or you can be famous by doing the knockout. Yeah. Either one, you're going to be relevant. All press is good All press. All press, press is good it, press. It's to the point of, you know what, it doesn't matter. Just show me somewhere getting likes, getting shares, doing dumb. Because think about all the things that went viral that you would shake your head and say, are you Catch me outside. Kidding? How about that? Like all yeah. these things that go viral. So you have every single child trying to figure it out. Think about how many girls who just put on a simple bikini and some athlete, some star sees that, hops on, DMs them, and now they're a Instagram model. Yeah. Like the fact that there is so much more attention for the naughtier things in life. Yeah. There's so much more money to step out and be a little bit more, um, should I say, ratchet in a sense for male and female. Yeah. I can get my life correct by being incorrect. Sounds like a good deal with me. Sign me up. Yeah, because the issue that we have, and, and part of it is I, I agree with the Peter Pan syndrome in the sense that we have adults that don't want to grow up. But the other part is that some of them are still young. I think we have such a self-esteem deficient society that we have our young people as well as our adults, yes. as well as our older people who feel and think so small of themselves. Who? That, that, is, that they're willing to do anything and everything to get any kind of pat on the back, any kind of notoriety. Like I said, likes over everything. You can't tell the difference from who's who. You don't know. Like before you knew a slut from a one that was like, okay, that's a classy woman. Even though it might be reverse. Yeah. But you, all of them all look the The presentation same. was different. Oh, yeah, buddy. I mean, she might be a freak of the week behind closed door. But now it's like. You got a whole bunch of Negroes looking like Rick James. Yeah. And you got a whole bunch of uh, 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 chicks looking like Vanity. Like, dressed like Tina Marie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And doing some Tina Marie things. So when you square look. Oh, man. Definitely not square. <laughs> so when you look at how we're coming on to this 4th of July. And again, looking at the issues of black America. Yes. As the Negroes will go out. Clearly wearing their red, white, and blue. Yes. Right? And celebrating and fireworks. Sparklers. And sparklers. And, all the whole and, 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 and thanking for independence when we're not. And then forgetting about the last few weeks of police being let off, more police violence, and just looking at the community violence, the, the fact that we can act up at a quote-unquote black award show, but you will barely hear a peep at a white award show. That we constantly are begging to be accepted to be in. Yeah. And then all they have to say is, well, look at the BET. We don't want that stuff over there. It's like treating us like we're the animal and we're the savages, yeah. knowing damn well who the savages and animals are. And right there with your point, everybody who acted a fool at, at BET Week, at the BET Awards, I guarantee that, that exact pro, pro, they wouldn't say none of that. Nah. At, at the American Music Awards, yeah. at the Billboard Awards, at the Grammys, at the MTV Awards, none of that. We'll act a fool at the Soul Train Awards. Heavy. We'll act a fool at the BET Awards. Heavy. Or oh, we really showed our ass at the Source Awards. Why not? You know. Every every <laughs> every time the Source Award came through, it was shut down shit. Yeah. I remember going to the Ozone Awards when there was an Ozone Awards back in the day. The magazine that had a, a, a pretty big rush uh, from Florida. And going out there in 2007, that was just, it was chaos. Yeah. Literally chaos. And when you have us, and I say us as black folk, not understanding the moment this is for us to show us in a powerful light, 
Like, yo, we are ready to take this to another level. And again, I know I said in the show earlier, I have to respect what Migos did. I, I stand by that. Because if you're going to say that you that, be that as you may. But in the same frame, I will have to say the ignorance of what we see, it creates more of the ignorance of today with our youth. Because these young kids are more dialed in and more tuned in as ever than they've been in the years when we grew up with entertainment. Because there's too many ways to get the entertainment. And one of those is the weapons of mass destruction, as I say, the cell phone. And further that point, we just give it a pass. Period. Because we know that there are multiple ways for us to consume the information and for us to get all these types of media influences. As black people in general, we will give ourselves a pass because of the ignorance that is going on, because we have a way to display ourselves. And it's our own. And even though we don't think that it should be the best, you know, we'll just pass it on and say, that's okay. It's ours. Well, I, but I, I think that sometimes when you say we give it a pass, I think that what I see is. If you have only so many ways to really make it and the entertainment field is a real way to get cashed out fast and to create some wealth to move it and navigate it for your family. I get it. But what I don't understand and I don't like because I'm all for coming in with a slick plan and say, you know, I'm going to use this. I'm going to be as ignorant as hell, but I'm going to sit there and I'm going to rebuild my whole community. So I'm going to play this coon guy for a second, but I got this bigger plan right here. But these Negroes are being coonish before coon is. And the thing about it, we have more guys like Jason Whitlock that continue a narrative on another perspective. And then we have the people that he may be speaking on his own that are kind of saying to yourself, we can't even defend it. It's like, oh, God, you can't even when you when it comes to a point that we have shows where we can't even defend our own people's actions and behaviors. And we're trying to uplift. That becomes a bigger issue overall. Yeah. And as for giving it a pass, uh, we damn sure do. And, and a big part of it is we've moved into a space mm-hmm. that if you don't agree with me, you're hating. And if you do agree with me, you're dick riding. Like we've taken out the, 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 the <laughs> well, yeah, that that that's real. I, and, and, and and don't forget, or you're a sucker. Yeah, if if you sit there and say, you know what, man, I don't like the way he's moving. I don't like his influence on the kids. I don't like the message he's saying to our women. Oh, you just hating. Oh, oh you just over here hating. That, that's all that's wrong with you. You just hating. Where's your money at? You ain't getting money like he getting money. You just over here hating. Or if you say, you know, I respect what that brother's doing in the community. I, I applaud and appreciate the way that sister is is tuned in and is helping. Him. Oh, why are you over here dick riding? Yeah. Oh, you over here like we we've removed the 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 the, the camaraderie, the fellowship. We've we the, the joke about us forever is you know whenever white people address a black person, I know you get this in the store, or whatever. White person can go in front of you. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Next white person goes to, how you doing today, Mr. So-and-so? You shove up to the counter, hey, bro. You know, we are, we are addressed as bro and brother because it is such a staple as that's how we always have addressed each other because we see each other as family. We are so removed from that now where we don't see each other like family because your family, you can pull aside and say, hey, man, okay, you know what, uh, you know, the way you, you're doing too much. You messed up a little bit. You need to tighten this up. You need to straighten this up. We can't even talk to each other about anything no and so we give passes because not only can we not talk to anybody we don't want anybody talking to us i had to today i have you know because i have my youth youth program that i hire youth to work with other youth and i had to talk to one of my kids you know they're getting paid today matter of fact you're on the clock right they on the clock and i said hey you know i did did a did a drive by and i said you know it's not four o'clock yet. Can you go, you know, do something? Like, can you go deal with the kids right now? These kids is jumping off the roof. Yeah. And the kid then tells me, "You're doing too much." Like, whoa, whoa, whoa what? You got a check in your hand. You damn right. I'm doing too much. Yeah. And it's Ain't like too much. Yes. And then it's like <laughs> when I'm sitting here having a conversation, it's kind of like. You're trying to create more 
of a, 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 a situation and it needs to be. I had to then finally pull back and say, hey, check this out. Yo, cut that shit out. I just need you to do what I'm asking you to do and then have to have the follow conversation afterwards where they're saying, I feel there's some kind of animosity. I said, no, what it is, is you both, I had to put both of them because I wanted to frame it with, with both the girls that were working. You think that we are as equals and we're not. Yeah. I think sometimes you guys think that you're the adult sometimes on levels of how you talk to other adults and that's not what it is. You're the children and I'm the adult. And even when you become the adult, I am the superior. Not to the fact that I am over you. You and become God, the elder. But I'm elder. And respect that. Because you're not going to talk, just like you said, you're not going to talk to your white boss like you're doing too much. Because that white boss would say, can I see you in my office? Or and pack your, your ass, shit and go. Your ass would be fired. You know, no, they, you know, they cool. They let you work the rest of the rest day. Of the day. It ain't gonna be, you know what I'm saying? Let you work the rest of the day, and yeah. then they're gonna sit there and go ahead and fire your ass. You go to right clock out, and your numbers out. don't work. You know, exactly. Right? <laughs> like, so, hey, where's my time card at? I think that it's become more of a cultural thing to where we exist in a society that our youth have become so rebellious. But at the same time, our adults have become so disconnected and even jaded that they didn't have certain opportunities that these young people are doing. Okay. Think about all no, the that. rappers, right? Let's just think about the hip hop. Let's think about all the rappers that spent years and years of learning the art and the science of rapping in a way to where you was being talked to about as a top five top 10 mc right where you had to to be making any real wave have to have some kind of substance yeah. to come to now an era when you just have to be like and you feeling what and i we you know what i'm saying it's just kind of like <laughs> like that's really like, yeah. you're telling me I grinded, I sweated, I sacrificed, and now these guys can come up with lullabies. They can say some stuff. Like I said, again, I have to give credit to Migos. But when you really break down the song, Bad and Bougie, what are they talking about? Right? Well, it's a good feel good. You get to... For the turn up. Yeah, for the turn up. But with these turn ups, most of these turn ups, these kids are on dope. So they're not turned up. Well, something to go with what you said about generationally the difference. So and what I agree with, I think where there's a, a, a big issue that we have now is, is that younger kids don't respect older people because they're peers. But now, but, but, is, but is it also because they act like peers or is it because of their bankroll? Well, well, well both. So if, if, if we're 16 and a 36 are talking to each other. And the 36 is behaving the same as the 16, but the 36 does not have the paper, like <laughs> the paper ain't straight. All you are is a 16-year-old with 20 years of failure under your belt. <laughs> so when the 16 looks at you, you have, tw you have a 20-year head start, and you in the same place I am. Yeah, man. So how much respect am I supposed to give you? And we're the only culture... That our value decreases as we get older. Yeah, man. Every other culture, the the longer you live, is a more credit to to you made it. But you are devalued if you haven't reached some sustainable way of living in our culture. In our culture. If you take, if you go say just the Asian culture, grandma could be ninety years old ain't never had a job in her life and living with you and she's living with the family and that's not even debatable that's not even a question grandma grandpa passed grandma you ain't living by yourself yeah. move in and because she's been on the earth 90 years there is so them. much respect because yeah. you've made it 90 years yeah. us vice versa you ain't what you ain't kicking in on this rent granddaddy <laughs> uh you need to come up off that social security check hey, you need man. to break some of that disability off hey Ooh. I'm saying if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And you ain't about to be here if you ain't in on the rent. The nightmare of us being totally independent, I think, even scares us. Because when you break down everything as yeah. we see it, yeah. the family structure, what we kind of um, praise as having money and who's getting the money and what we don't outcast, but what we bring into our village. Exactly. All these things 
that before used to be hell no, we say now, hell yeah. And the culture vultures that we continue to allow to just dissect, devour our culture and then spit out whatever's left for us. And we just say, okay, thank you. And the direction of energy that we put against each other compared to those that have kept us oppressed. Yeah. It's it's so it's scary because if it was just us, right? Yeah. If we got that, because every time you see them giving us a little bit, it's almost kind of like um, a, a a a a project. Like you know, you got a you got a rat and you put them in a different environment. Let's just see how cheese. this goes. Let's just see how it goes. Yeah. They always say, "See, told you. <laughs> you know, I told you. Look at it. We've given them opportunity." They still haven't cleaned up their own communities. You know, they, they still act ignorant. You know, they're doing everything that we already said they were going to do. Because when I go through our communities, I do not see changes, an elevation, but I see a whole lot of rich Negroes. They may be not as rich as they seem, but they show front and like oh, they too rich. Too short, said it 25 years ago. There's money in the ghetto. Okay. But in the same sense, independently right now, if we chose, we could, but we don't. So I look at it and say, can we? If we, the very good question, because if we we're saying, look, we, we want to be, it, I, I said all the time, if, if black people in America say we want the Native American deal, we want our own sovereign land to be put in, you know, wherever USA, that you move the, was it roughly 53 million black Americans <laughs> into these designated places. Like this is this is the setup here. Y'all want to be left alone. Here are these X amount of states. This is yours. There's no FEMA. There's no federal help. There's no nothing. If there's a catastrophe, you're on your own. Don't ask us for ish. This is your reparations to do with it as you please. Two thirds of us would be gone after the first win. We don't want that. We win about that life. We if we were to be left totally left on our own to be self-sufficient, independent, it would get to the point to where. 50 years down the line, the last 10% of us would probably be okay. But 90% of us wouldn't make it because we don't know how to live off the land. Yeah. We don't know how to, we're not organized enough to put somebody and put things, systems and structures in place that we trust yeah. because we come from such a distrustful place of yeah. faces that look like us. Yeah. And that it would get to the point where if we didn't shoot each other, kill <laughs> each other, and the elements didn't take us out, it'd be such a small percentage that. We would probably ask to be back in the system we're in now. Because they've created the two Negro rats in the cage that are going to kill themselves. Yeah. Because if we decided, and if that happened, think about it. The set, the crew, the clique, and the gang that you've been feuding with, you're now in the same area with no police playing referee, no government taking charge when it needs to. It's going to be mano y mano. It's not going to be let's build a civilization that rivals Rome and create the most independent, self-sufficient environment that brings us up and rebuilds our families and technological events. It's going to be who can be Nino Brown first. When you say when you say and you talk about like things like the agriculture, we have like we have a few, but it's very limited. Yeah. When you think about. We have a few uh, doctors, but very limited. The things that we need to be independent, we are not solely even anywhere close to creating that. Yeah. Because in most of what we are being pushed and been promoted is, again, the aspects of entertainment and sports. Right. So, yes, there are some sports athletes that are studying to be lawyers, yeah, yeah. studying to be engineers. We understand that. But when you have systems and you have mass as white people have, as Asians have, as Latinos have, where we don't because we've kind of put all our resources gaming on the dice that these things that are have channeled us to a large amount of success in a short amount of time yeah. will kind of keep us and persevere us through the next level. Where are those people that are the engineers? Where are those people that are the firemen? Where are those people that will be policing the community? We don't have that. 
We don't have that engagement of trying to say, okay, we got too many basketball players. Now we need this. Yeah, we got we too many. Architects. You know what I'm saying? We, we, you know, we got too scientists. many people that are um, realtors. Now we need this. We are literally lost in space without being codependent to white supremacy. That's the reality. I mean, I hate to say it, yeah. but it's the truth. Because if today white people died and did not exist, the Negro will be right behind them. Seriously. Yeah. Because our ignorance and the way that we deal with each other on such a level to where it's inhumane. Right? You, you trying to tell me you rich Negroes can't figure out a way to be like, bruh, we fucking rich. Fuck, fuck this shit. You're right, bruh. Let's make music. Let's make some more money. But no, I am going to be ignorant and I am going to show everybody that I'm this tough guy. That's another thing I really hate. All these Negroes is tough. These Negroes is like 170, 180, Soaking five, wet with rock, sand, <laughs> right? and, and gravel in their pocket. Okay, and all these Negroes, we, we're in an age of the overly tough Negro, but in reality is a sucker. And I say why they suckers, the age of the suckers. Because most of these Negroes that we talked about earlier that got into conflicts, right? A majority of these Negroes have had some spousal domestic issues, yeah. right? But when it comes down to man-on-man bravado... Negroes ain't busting a grape. That's the shit I don't like. Yeah, Joe Button to put his hands on Tahiri, but he ain't about I'm to just square against Quaver. Oh, why not? I mean, why? I mean, you done slapped up a few. Whether it's whether it's whether it's allegations after a while, it's just like the Bill Cosby thing. You might have not raped sixty, but you raped somebody. My whole issue is y'all Negroes act like y'all so tough. I wouldn't care if it was three or four. Man, oh man, oh pride. I'm going to go at it because that's what I'm going to be. That's why we love Tupac. Because Tupac Shakur, in these moments, something would have happened, right? We, like I said, we have such a a self-esteem deficient society that we don't, as much as we say, I want this, I want that, we we don't believe that we, we, we we can accomplish it. We don't believe we can accomplish it and we're not ready. And I liken us to where that's why that Matrix movie has so many relevances to us as a people. Mm-hmm. When Morpheus was talking to Neo about the people who were plugged in, he's like, "We well, you know these all these millions of people, like we're all one." He's like, "Nah." He said, "Anybody we haven't unplugged is potentially an agent. That that the, our people have become so dependent upon this system that they will fight you and even kill to still remain plugged in because they're not ready to be unplugged." So many of us, like you said, if we if, if we don't even have to have white people to die, like I said, if it really just went hands off, like the, the, so the, for the math, there are 53 million black Americans. There's roughly 48 million Californians. So you can take uh, all of no, I take it, but reverse 48 million black people and 53 million Californians. If you took every black American, every African-American and put them in the state of California. You still need to borrow 5 million Mexicans to make up the difference. So if they said, put, take, y'all get the state of California. You get all the climates. You got agriculture. You got land. We don't want to see you in Nevada. We don't want to catch you in Missouri. We, 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 this is it. This is your reservation, the state of California. You know what the population in the state of California would be instantly next to nothing because we are so plugged in, so dependent. We would either, like I said, we'd be shooting, killing each other, seeing who's trying to be Nino Brown, or we would die by just standing there. Yeah. With no one telling us what to do or telling us where to go, it's why inmates who get out after serving prison for long periods of time commit petty crimes just to go back. Yeah. Because they're so adapted to the system, yeah. that Stockholm syndrome where you begin to love your oppressor because you're so accustomed to the system. Oh, we, we focus on that. You know, if we want this independence if we that we say we talk about yeah. and we want this financial, economic, uh, get the law enforcement off our back, remove the prison, the preschool to prison pipeline yeah. and, and the convict lease program and all these things that we say that we want to be independent. When we show up to these events that that highlight our greatness, yes. we need to respect them. Yeah. When we see each other in the streets, we need to respect each other. Yeah. When we present ourselves to the world, we need to respect ourselves. Because yeah. these are the things that are going to change the situations and the circumstances that we're in. And not only do we need to start doing these things and saying these things to each other, but this is dialogue that we need to have and things that need to be applied as we are saying something about what's happening out here in these streets. And I feel like just to understand, we know it's bigger than you know an award show. We definitely understand that. But because we carry a crate for these type of things as 
bigger than anything um, as celebration for us. I feel like we have to be um, at our best in these yeah. moments, you know. And I feel, again, there's so many young people that are very impressionable and that are saying, hey, which way should I go? So when people like ourselves walk into a classroom or have a, a, an event, they're thinking in the back of their mind, eh, I think I want to go the other way. We sometimes can't give our young people as many options as they, they would per think they really like yeah. when they really don't need. And right now, the options that we have at the table, I don't think is going to be good for us in a long run overall. Um, the way society moves, the way society changes, these things that we're dealing and debating with today won't even be relevant tomorrow. So we have to be able to find that moment where Negroes start figuring out do we want to stay enslaved or we want to be free? Because that's the final question, because I don't think most of us know. I know. I don't, I don't think we know. So I'd be interested to see if when we have these events that we can sh show our best. I would like to see if we show up for Independence Day or show out on Independence Day like we did for our own events. <laughs> we will see. We will see. Barry, where can folks find you in the world? Barry Axios, Facebook, Instagram, at Team Voy, and again on Twitter, Barry Axios. AP. Does it matter? He's just a guest. Yeah, just, uh, let him find him. They might like his voice. Damn, Barry. Like that? <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> a. Phil. That's Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. <laughs> I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook. All other social media platforms is at J. Morris, CEO. I don't know if you want to holler at AP or not, but in any event, this is the Say Something Podcast. That's my guy, AP. This is Say Something Podcast. Me and myself are Barry Axios. Blackblueprints.com with a Z. Holler back. AP, if you care, you probably don't. And until next show, we yes, will, <laughs> we'll holler at you later. <laughs>